Hello, welcome back to Bloody Bizarre. My name's Emma. And I'm Sarah. I don't know why I always like suddenly feel really unprepared when you're like, okay, you're ready to go. I'm always like, shit, what do I say? Yeah, like we have like multiple tests before we start. I know. And then you're like, okay, ready? And I'm like, huh? I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, welcome back, gang. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode. We are again recording like in advance so it feels a bit weird because we haven't had any like feedback from the last like three episodes because they haven't been posted yet like we've we've done them and we've talked about them but like nobody's am i gonna need to close the front door um nah it's probably fine okay frankie's enjoying the view look at her Speaking of Frankie, uh, today I got a tattoo of my sweet Frankie on my arm. Yeah, I'll um, if you get a good photo of it, I'll post it on the. Gram. Okay, you'll have to post it when we post this episode. Yeah, so yeah. It'll, otherwise, yeah. it'll be like completely out of context. Out of context. Yeah. I think people would still appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, so look, we hope you're enjoying it. As Sarah said, we are in the time machine, so we are recording this like you know a month before we'll drop it um mm-hmm. a necessity so that we can start re- releasing in february because sarah is giving birth to a life and i am living my best one uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you had you thought about that no. you, that just came to just you came then? to me okay <laughs> um so yeah we hope you enjoy it and do you want to just jump in or do you want to do anything say anything at the top um the only thing i was going to say which uh struck me the other night because i i because I'm sort of looking through for different ones to add in for the schedule for 2024. Mm. Um, I was also looking through the Instagram DMs to see different ones that people have suggested. And I realised that there's possibly been a couple that people have suggested and that I had put into the schedule for last year or, like, have done and then forgotten to, like, credit the people who told me to... Yeah. Bitch. And I don't know how many times I've done that. Oh, so my gosh. I'm going to say soz if I have. I, you need to go back and sort it out. What, like go back and pick? But then I can't remember which ones I did credit and which ones I didn't. Oh, my God. So, yeah, sorry. Um, please keep sending in suggestions because I Send them I to me. Sarah doesn't, that. Sarah doesn't appreciate them. I do. I mean, I still do them. Yeah, it's but you just, don't credit the people. It's just because what I do is I put them in the schedule and then I'm like, okay, tick, like in the schedule. And then if it's like three months later that I do it, I completely forget where I like found I, that. I put the people that suggested it in my sources. That's how seriously I take it. That's a good idea. Maybe I should start doing that. Look, if you hear like planes and automobiles... It's because we're at my house, Emma's house, and my door, my doors are open. Yeah, why is your house so noisy for that stuff? I guess you're, like, closer to a main road than I am. Uh, you know, I live in a lower socioeconomic is- area than Sarah. I think that's what she's trying to say. Not really. It's, like, we're only, like, ten minutes away I live from in a buzzing other. area. There's a lot of crime happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> um is it because you like is this a flight path for i'll, I'll beep out the the name Gendicott. Gendicott Airport. yeah, yeah. Mm. okay i don't think people will be able to figure out where i live based on the flight path of Gendicott. <laughs> okay yeah fair <laughs> enough <laughs> i'm so scared of like doxing us yeah well look i think if people wanted to dox us they could already yeah, oh, yeah. to be honest yeah 
I mean, it's not hard. <laughs> like every time I post a new Instagram thing, it'll be like there's one Sarah who's liked it and one Emma who's liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not trying it's too hard. It's not really hard to figure out yeah. who that Emma and Sarah might be. <laughs> don't dox Please us. don't dox us. Oh, it's the last thing we need. <laughs> I, would qu- I would quit. That would make me quit. Don't say that because then people that don't like it would be like, oh, shit, easy. Oh, we'll just get rid them. of them. Yeah. That's that all it takes. <laughs> Uh, all right, jump into Europe. Okay, so I've got um, got some sources. Uh, Wikipedia, of course. Yeah. Dailymail.co.uk, nine.com.au, and news.com.au. Mm. Okay, today I'm going to tell you about the Flinders Highway. Okay. Flinders Highway is in Queensland. It runs from west to east or east to west, which, you know, whichever way. It goes from Townsville to Cloncurry, where it becomes the Barclay Highway and continues on to the Northern Territory after that. It's, like, under a different name, but, like, that stretch of road. Okay. It's 775 kilometres long or 480 miles for people who use miles. Mm, I'm surprised you actually gave them the conversion. Usually you're so rude and don't. The highway passes through several small and rural towns, including Pentland, Hewenden, Julia Creek and Richmond. I would... That one sounds like a struggling... (laughs) It's going to crash into your garden. Imagine if we caught it on the pod. Caught a a light plane crash in my yard. And then... This had to be played in court. No, and then, like, the news wanted it, and we were oh. like, okay, you have to plug the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, people died. Yeah, and we'd be like, take it or leave it. Like, it's on brand for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, why am I telling you about a highway? Well, this highway is also known as the Highway of Death. There have been at least 12 disappearances along this stretch of road since the 70s, and some people claim it's a real-life Wolf Creek situation. I say 12, but that's only 12 that we know of. A few of these 12 have been found murdered, but a lot of them have just gone missing. So, firstly, I'm going to tell you about each of the disappearances, and then we'll get into some theories. Okay. Okay, so the first one happened in 1970. Um, Trigger warning for this one because this one's really horrible. Trigger warning for uh, for sexual assault and it involves children. Um, So on the 26th of August 1970, first known disappearances from this highway occur and were particularly tragic because it was two little girls, sisters Judith and Susan McKay. Judith was seven and Susan was five, so they were very little. They were last seen waiting at a bus stop on the highway on their way to school. They were reported missing when they didn't return home that evening. Obviously, it's the 70s, so, like, that was, like, a pretty normal thing for I was going to say, like, I was about to say five is so young to be catching the bus on your own, but I guess you're with your seven-year-old sister, and it was, like, a thing that was done. And it, it was, first of all, it was the 70s, and it yeah. was rural. So, yeah, like, yeah. quite normal for kids to, like, catch yeah. the bus to school. So two days later, their bodies were found in a creek bed nearby. Both girls had been raped. They'd been stabbed a number of times. Um, Unfortunately, that wasn't the cause of death, though. They were... um, So Susan was strangled. That was her cause of death. And poor little Judith, she was still alive when she was buried by the killer and died from asphyxiation on the sand that she was buried under. So just, like, fucking horrible. Yeah. 
Their clothes were neatly folded into their school bags, which were found beside their bodies. Really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people Starting at the, off pretty grim. Yeah. 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 Um, people at the time were obviously going nuts over this. A $10,000 reward was offered, which for 1970, that's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. One detective vowed not to go home until the case was solved, he, and he didn't. He just worked around the clock. His wife brought him meals to the police station and stuff. That poor guy ultimately had a heart attack and died after two weeks. Wow. So he really did, like, he he kept his vow, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Worked um, himself to death. Yeah, exactly. A number of witnesses came forward with different information, but nothing that led to a conviction. There were a couple of people who said things, like people in the community who said things like... Um, so one person thought that she saw them at a servo in this guy's car... Um, there was a lady who said she saw them and it looked like they'd been crying and they'd said something like, are you going to take us to mummy or something like that? There was somebody else who said that he was cut off in traffic by this guy and when he looked into the car, he said, yep, those, those two little girls were in the car, but it was nothing definitive that could... Be, like, proven or anything yeah, like that? Okay. Yeah. Now... Eventually, notorious pedophile Arthur Stanley Brown was charged with the murders and rapes. Interestingly, he had raped other victims in the creek bed where the girls' bodies were found. He worked at their school and he lived in their, this general area. This man, was you said he was notor- a notorious yeah. rapist. So he was that and working at a school? He was like a caretaker or something, but I think that the um, sexual assaults and abuse didn't come out until like oh, until he was arrested later. for this crime. Okay. No, I don't know. Oh. I don't know if it was this cr- I think he'd already been charged with stuff, but it wasn't like at the time people didn't know. Okay. Um, unfortunately, by the time he was charged for this crime, he'd developed dementia and he wasn't fit to stand trial and he died shortly after. So there never ended up being a trial or a conviction. So there was a very likely suspect in this one, but you, you can't really consider it solved because there was never a trial to actually prove it, even yeah. though it does seem he, he fits the bill. Yeah. Okay. So that one was 1970. Mm-hmm. In July of 1972, two teenage student nurses, Anita Cunningham and Robin Hoyneville Bartram, disappear from the highway. I read that they had been hitchhiking and they'd set off from Melbourne. This was like a like a sort of like a fun trip thing for them. They like they were gonna fly and were like, no, let's hitchhike. Like it'll be mm, fun. It'll be like it's, a more fun adventure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, it's the 70s. That yeah. was like a thing. Robin's body was later found in a nearby creek. She'd been raped and shot, uh, shot in the head twice. Anita's body was never found, but it's assumed she's also dead. Yeah. The case was reopened in 2003 with a $250,000 reward offered, but no new leads have come from this. And so this, um, this other guy that was likely responsible for the young girls, mm. he was dead by this point? No, because this is only two years later. Yeah, okay, so it could very well be him as well. He, was, he wasn't charged for the what happened to those two little girls until, like, uh, 2009 or something crazy like okay, that. Okay, like okay. ages All afterwards. Right. So this could very well be him. Could have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he was – I they, pos- they were like, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Although, keeping in mind, he was a pedophile. These two girls were, like, 18 and 19, but I guess, you know. He, well, had he – was he convicted for other assaults as well? Yeah. Of adult women? I don't know. Okay. 
but I guess he's a piece of shit. Like, yeah, he, you know, it's it is possible. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously someone like that doesn't just stop. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And if he has, like, a comfortable area that he operates in, which seems to be that highway and creek beds. Yeah. Um, in 1974, so another two years later, July of 1974, 18-year-old Catherine Graham went missing while selling books door-to-door in Townsville. She was travelling along the Flinders Highway. This was one of those things that I I heard happened back in, like, the 70s and 80s is that people would sell, like, encyclopedias and educational yeah. books door-to-door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she was doing that. At around 8.20 p.m. the night she went missing, she called her mum from her payphone, reportedly sounding scared, saying that there was someone watching her along her route. And this is really sad. So she said, quote, there's someone peering at me, mum, and I don't like the look of him. Mm. So she obviously knew that, like, yeah. Mm. The next day, her badly beaten body was found in the same creek bed as the McKay sisters. She'd also been raped and her head had been bashed in with a rock. Again, there still stands a $250,000 reward for information about this rape and murder. And I think there was something like... Um, like immunity from prosecution or something like that for, like, information. I don't know if how how that works if it's immunity from prosecution if you were like involved in helping to cover up or something yeah surely not for surely the not for the actual crime murderer. yeah right like that would be insane see like i think and, and it seems like they're they're connected all these crimes maybe not the the two little girls but certainly these two um older women not older you know mm-hmm. adult women yeah these three definitely could be um, it just seems like too much of a coincidence for them to be dumped in the same location, mm-hmm. taken in the same location, um, for there to be a sexual sadist, two, yeah. like two, living in the same town. It's such mm-hmm. a, you know, well, three by this an by aberrant this condition, you know. Yeah. But there are ones that don't fit as well coming up. Okay. So in 1978, so four years later, um, the Spear Creek killings took place, occurring where the Flinders Highway meets the Barclay Highway near Mount Isa. So this one's really sad as well because it sounds like what these guys were doing was so fun. Mm. So three friends, um, Karen Edwards, Gordon Twaddle and Timothy Thompson. Karen and Timothy were dating and then Gordon was like their friend. It's like um, the way that I tag along with Shannon yeah. Lockley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm their child. Yeah. So these guys were all teachers from New Zealand, but I think they had family in Australia. Mm-hmm. So their plan was to ride from the Northern Territory to Cairns, then down the East Coast to Melbourne, where they'd spend Christmas with their families. Okay. And I think they would like working odd jobs along the way, just like a really fun, like full on, like Australia road trip by bike. Um, oh, bicycle. No, like motorbike. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, they were also traveling with a dog, Tristy. I think she was a Doberman puppy um, and she rode along with them in a sidecar. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. So like, it just seems like a really fun adventure yeah. that they were on. And like something that I would do today. Yeah. And like, um, so like for Karen, especially mm. you've got two guys with you. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, this is safe. Like, yeah. Yep. Anyway, the friends were last seen leaving the Mundara carrot. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mundara caravan park with a guy they'd made friends with the next day the guy returned uh, and like so they left the caravan park they left the dog there they left all their stuff there the next day the guy returned he removed all of their stuff including the dog and left 
just over two weeks later, their bodies would be found. The dog was found, I think, the next, no, not the next day. The dog was found before they were at a local dump. Um, Dead? No, alive. Oh, okay. The dog was alive, yeah. Um, had the had the woman been assaulted? I don't know. I, okay. couldn't, I couldn't find that information. Surely um, if she was, it would have said. Yeah. A dog walker first found Karen. She was propped up against a tree, and after notifying police, the two men were found not far away. They'd all been shot in the head. They'd all had their pockets turned out. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's unclear why they were killed, but... I guess, like, a lot of the time it's like, why the fuck would they... Yeah, well, it sounds like that guy wanted to rob them. Yeah. But, like, how much money are people going to have on them? Yeah, I mean... Um, So, as with the first case, someone was eventually charged for this. A retired prison officer, Bruce John Preston, was caught with one of the motorbikes at, like, around that time. This is our second bad prison officer. Wait, though. Okay. Initially, he said he'd found it. They didn't believe him, and I think he was charged with theft, but he wasn't a suspect in the murder case. But when the case was reopened, it was alleged that Bruce's stories contradicted each other, and he also fit the description of the man the trio had left the caravan park with. Mm. So he was arrested in 2019. Wow, so recent. Um, So he maintained his innocence, but he was refused bail. And his his trial wasn't due to start until 2023. Well, it didn't start until 2023. In July of 2023, when his trial was due to start, I think it might have even been like the day or the day before, all charges against him were dropped. So that means that this one too is officially unsolved. Did they provide a reason why? Yeah, so apparently um, a lot of the witnesses that they had were dead or unable to testify apparently the evidence was kind of shoddy against him like it wasn't they didn't they it sounds like they didn't have a particularly strong case which is surprising to me because this is actually quite this was quite a high profile case Mm. um and obviously 40 years later for them to like arrest someone you would think that they would be thorough about it it's like when we were talking about the claremont killer and I was saying to you, I think that I think that he'll get convicted because I doubt that they would make an arrest unless they were sure. Yeah. But it seems like in this case they kind of made an arrest, and they, yeah, they maybe the evidence wasn't quite there. Right, but it could have been him though. Could have been. They obviously had enough to have to arrest him in the first place. Yeah, but it sounds like possibly. Possibly they really wanted to make an arrest and they sort of made some of the evidence fit. Yeah. That's what it sounds like they're suggesting. Okay. But anyway, all charges against him were dropped. He's a, he's a free man. He's yeah. innocent. Until proven guilty. Yes. So that was 1978. In 1982, so another four years later. Very um, spaced out. The spacing's interesting, hey? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This one is different, though, because this one is just a man by himself. So all of these have been women or children, and then there's obviously the two guys that were with Karen. Yeah. But I do wonder if that was because they were with Karen. But this guy's a guy by himself. So in 1982, Tony Jones, who was only 20 years old at the time, went missing on November 3rd while making his way back home to Perth. He was a Perth guy. So 
He was traveling with his brother, but it's it's kind of weird the way they traveled because the brother had a motorbike, so he would ride and Tony would hitchhike and then they'd like meet up as yeah. they went. Okay. They were keeping in touch with family back home though and updating them on their like location as they went. So Tony was last seen in Mount Isa and he was never seen or heard from again. Unfortunately, it seems that the investigation into his disappearance in particular was pretty shoddy. In 2002, an inquest was held that ripped the original investigation to shreds. So at that time, Tony Jones was pronounced dead. Yeah. Um, And his family have never stopped looking for him. They actually started National Missing Persons Week in his honour. And they're still still searching for him today, even though they they do believe that he's dead. Searching for his remains. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, His brother in particular, obviously, is like... Yeah, like, yeah, he would feel some amount of guilt, I would Mm, guess, yeah. 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 Unjustly, but yeah, yeah. I understand. So for over 30 years, things seemingly went quiet. Hmm. Then, in 2017, Reese Kearney, 26, went missing, December 15th. He was last seen at a servo in Charters Towers. Not long before he'd disappeared, he'd apparently smashed his phone, so he didn't have it on him at the time. Accidentally smashed it? I don't know. Okay. Probably. Yeah. His dad thinks that he was heading to Northampton to see his brother and might have crashed on the way. But um, Reese hasn't been found since, nor has his car. Mm. He had a very distinctive Life Goes On tattoo on the inside of his forearm. Um, and his family made a number of appeals for information into his whereabouts, but nothing was found. Weirdly, though, some of his clothing was found in bushland in Georgetown, but no sign of him, huh. which is quite ominous. Yeah, and there was no blood on their clothing? Oh, they would have said if there was, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Then, only a couple of days later, Jaden Penno Thompson who was 22 at the time, went missing. Now, I, I got a bit confused here. It was either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day okay. while they were, he was on a road trip with his mate. I think it was actually technically, I mean, like it's hard to know exactly when he went missing. Yeah, um, sometime around New Year's. Yeah, so yeah. they, him and his friend were heading to a New Year's Eve party. Okay. And I think that they'd had car trouble or something, um, but they were trying to get to this New Year's Eve party in time. So it was like, yeah, around the 31st, 1st. Basically, the two of them had an argument. Um, and sorry, this is 2017? Well, 20, it, oh, like, 2017, 2018. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Like the, the crossover between the two. Um, so, yeah, the, these two guys had an argument. Jaden pulled over, got out of the car and stormed off into the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. His friend, who he was with... Um, took the wheel and drove off. He was presumably pretty pissed off as well if they just had an argument, but he soon turned around and came back to get his friend. Unfortunately, by the time he came back, Jaden was nowhere to be found. He disappeared in that time. Now, his friend didn't report him missing until three days later on the 3rd of January. He said that this was because he'd been told that Jaden had outstanding arrest warrants and he didn't want to get him into trouble. Mm. But by the 3rd, he was like, nobody's seen him, nobody's heard from him. Apparently he was texting his mates and stuff and been like, have you heard from him? Like, he, you know, 
I can see how. Yeah, would... and also like if you've you had a fight with your mate and you and you know he got out and stormed off, then you went back and he wasn't there. You'd be like, oh, he's he's made his way somewhere. Yeah. And then like if he wasn't replying replying to you over the next few days, you'd be like, oh, he's still pissed at me. Yeah. And you'd probably still be a bit pissed too. Yeah. You'd be like worried, starting to get more worried, starting to get more worried, and then you'd be like, okay, this is this undeniable. Is, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to call the cops. Yeah. yeah. So obviously people have piled on this guy like saying he's like a bad friend and that sort of oh, thing. I know. Feel sorry for him. He had this to say in response on his Facebook page. Fuck you. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only taken part of it because it was really long, but he said, quote, I'm sorry to tell you, but if someone wants to just up and leave and fuck off, then that's what they're going to do. He did say fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you don't understand how hard I tried to help Jaden when I was with him and calm him down so we can sort this out. He's my mate and I'm hurt too. Please stop making out. I'm just some heartless prick that left him out there to die. And he went on and basically said, like, I've been cooperating with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jaden's uh, friends and family think he might have started trying to hitchhike, but nobody knows for sure. Mm. Police don't think he just got lost and died of exposure or anything like that, though, because in that area there were quite a few properties around. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could have... If he'd been, like, stranded, he could have found Gone help. Gone to a property, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's unlikely that he just sort of, like, died of exposure or something like that. And also that time, so New Year's Eve in it would be December, hot. it'd be hot, but, but also where? Queensland. Yeah. I don't think Queensland... They do get real hot. Yeah, it gets hot, but, it, like, it's, it, I don't think it ever gets to, like, Perth. Temp. Not like a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know, but like, it does get it does get yeah, very hot. sweltering yeah and and without water you would yeah. die but um but yeah like you say if there's properties around he just it. Could, and even if he didn't want to talk to the people we could use their hose for drinks and like mm. you know yeah, yeah exactly so they they think that that's unlikely yeah um yeah so that's that's end list of all the disappearances along okay. this highway the ones that we know of at least mm. so weird for a start yes uh, well, no, I don't. Well, I don't know. If, I think unfortunate or like sad or, I, yeah, but strange. All all on one road. Well, you think about like, um, like I don't know what's the like Great Northern Highway or something like that, or Great Eastern Highway or but like I, but Southwest I want, Highway. Imagine I wonder if there'd been like twelve disappearances. Yeah, but I wonder if you looked into it, if there would have been. There's not. <laughs> Did you look into it? Well, there's definitely not 12. Yeah. I know, but, like, you always hear about, like, oh, she was last seen um, walking down this highway. Yeah, but that'll be, like, one case, not 12 of them. Look, I think it's something about the geography of the road Mm. and the – maybe it's, like, is it unlit at night and, like, is it – I mean, it's a rural road. Yeah. And it's one of those roads that's, like – very straight, nothing around for a lot of it. Mm. It is one of those kind of roads, but we have a lot of those kind of roads in Australia. Yeah. And there's not 12 disappearances slash murders mm. connected to them. Is that near Belangelo? No. Belang- isn't Belangelo in Victoria? Oh, okay. This is Queensland. Yeah. And it's going like east-west. Yeah, yeah. So it's going towards the Northern Territory. Yeah, okay. So there have been some theories suggested, primarily that there's a serial killer on the loose or serial killers along the loose on along that stretch of road. 
Um, former Queensland detective Jim Slade commented on how isolated some sections of the road are and how this would have provided the perfect opportunity for someone who was that way inclined. Mm. He said, quote, so if somebody, even if they hadn't planned to do what they did, there's the sort of person that will see an opportunity and take it. And this place adds to his feeling of safety because there's no witnesses. He feels safe operating there, end quote. Um, Journalist and true crime author Matthew Condon echoed this sentiment, saying, quote, If you look at this highway, if you're a predator, how does it look to you? It's an opportunity. It's people that aren't locals, that are strangers. They can be taken, snatched. The possibility of a witness is almost impossible because of the remoteness. So to my mind, thinking in the mind of a predator, this is a great landscape, end quote. Mm. That's kind of what you were saying about... Yeah. But... My thinking is, like, yes, that is, that's totally true. But we have a lot of roads like that in Australia. So that's what makes this one weird and different. Yeah. Interestingly, a lot of these cases do have leads attached to them, but they're all separate from each other. So this lends credence to the possibility that these were all separate attacks and it's just a coincidence that they all occurred on, on this stretch of highway. For example, the two sisters in 1970, it's believed that that, Um, pedophile killed them whereas there's uh, apparently been a lead in the toby jones case that suggests a couple of guys got into a brawl with him and accidentally killed him and dumped his body that was one suggestion Mm. um then there's the the guy the prison guard who was charged um although obviously his charges were dropped so like there have been like separate people attached to different things yeah but yeah no like none of them have been there's been no Convictions. Yeah. Um, some people have suggested Ivan Malat might have operated along this stretch of road and could have been responsible for some of the murders. That's what um, I was getting at. Yeah. But obviously he refused to mm. give up any information on his deathbed. Did you know? I didn't know this. Um, apparently when he was on his deathbed, like a few days off dying, and they knew that he had killed more people but he just wasn't telling them, they recorded um, videos of family members, like, begging him to just say, mm-hmm. and he was just like, people die, get over it. Like, just refused up until that the That doesn't surprise end. me one little bit. But like... He's like a psychopath. Yeah, but it's just like... Oh, why, why there's, nothing, that, there's nothing for you. You're going to die. There's nothing left for you to, like, gain from this. Why would they have thought that would do anything, though? I would have thought more for him. Would it, it would be like, don't you want to be even more notorious? Like, don't you want to have even more bodies to your name? You yeah, know? yeah, like try and, like, work on his ego yeah. instead of his compassion. Exactly, because he obviously has Didn't none. Didn't have any. Obviously. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they think that Ivan Milat might have potentially. Apparently with one of the cases, they're... I think it might have been the student nurses, but they were saying that um, they had they'd been in contact with this guy that they called the cowboy, mm. which is very much like Ivan Milat. Mm. Um, so it's possible that he maybe was responsible for some of these, mm. but it's it's like it's all unclear. Yeah, um, and just the like the tourist nature of yes. some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like you said, I think that the timing is very interesting, that it yeah. was every, like, sort of two years or four years. Like, it, they probably looked into that, but it makes me think about, like, seasonal stuff. Yeah. And, like, yeah. But I also, what creeps me out a lot with this one is that there was then 30 years of nothing. Yeah. And then in 2017, it's like it started again. But there's been nothing since, so... 
I don't, I don't know. I find it creepy. Um, for once, this is one that I don't want to add to the road trip list. I'll I, go there. I don't want to go along this highway. Would you go with me? We'll probably both get killed. Yeah, we would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. Because <laughs> imagine you're on that highway and your tire blows out or like your car overheats. And then, well, fuck, we're sitting ducks now. <laughs> We've done it now. Yeah. <laughs> so to end on a positive note, this is just a little, a little story from last year okay. that is connected to this highway. So last year in May, a woman disappeared from a rest stop area on the highway. Um, she was missing for eight days, by which point everyone was obviously assuming the worst. They were like, this is the fucking highway of death. Like, yeah. Um, she's been gone for eight days. Police had the homicide squad investigating. Like, everyone was like, yeah, she's She's, she's gone. a goner. Yeah. Mm. Um, and she was found. She just walked off in the wrong direction, gotten disorientated in the heat and wandered into bushland. So she apparently survived by drinking water from puddles before eventually stumbling upon a property. Um, and the property owner, like, took her and they managed to find help. So nice. she was found. So seems like the highway of death, in this case, the highway of life. In this one case, yeah. Yeah. Not the 12 others, at least. Obviously, all of these cases are unsolved. So if, if you know anything, if anyone has any information, uh, you can call Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 000. Which one is it? The Not Tony Jones. Um, Jaden Penno Thompson, his mum has, his mum's been like, she's done so many trips to Queensland looking for him. She prepared like a huge dossier for the police. She's been really like on the case. Um, she started a Facebook page to try and find him. So that's also somewhere you can go if, you know, any information. It's so heartbreaking when these mothers, like they obviously dedicate the rest of their lives to finding their missing. Like, um, Lars, uh, his mom, like, yeah. But like, what else could you do? Like you would, you would totally. She also said um, that some of the – see, I don't know. She said some of the text messages she got from him just prior to him going missing were weird. Um, like she said to him, are you okay? And he just said, yeah, which she said was out of character. Like he would have mm. – like it would be like if I texted you being like, are you okay? And you were just like, yeah. I'd be like – But I would do that. No, you wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, why? Yeah, exactly. You would. Mm. There would be something. You'd be like – yeah, I'm just, like, doing this. But then also sometimes when I'm drunk and I need to respond to someone, I'll, like, like write out a message that's out of character and I'll send it just because I'm, like, doing a million mm. things and I'm drunk and I'm just like, oh, I just need to respond to that person. Yeah, and I think also possibly if he was having an argument with his friend, he was pissed off and he was mm. just like, yeah. Mm. Like, and mm. he, like, you know how if you're pissed off, sort of it can come across. Everything is annoying. Yeah. 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 But yeah, anyway, okay. That is the Flinders Highway or the Highway of Death. Okay, cool. Um, Let us know if you know anything. Tell us. Don't let us know. I don't want to be involved. Go to the police. Crime Stoppers, if you know anything. (laughs) Don't, don't. I'm, I'm done. Don't get me involved in this. Are you scared the highway is going to come and find you? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. What are you doing next week? Next week, I'm doing the case of uh, Australian woman Ellie Warren. Okay. I don't, haven't heard of it. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.